This podcast contains discussion about adult topics. Use your judgment if there are little ears around. Welcome to Doing It. This is a podcast made by Family Planning Victoria. FPV has been running for over 50 years now. We run a whole lot of education programs for communities and medical professionals across Victoria. We also run sexual health clinics in the city and Box Hill in Melbourne. My name is Anne and I'm part of the FPV schools and community team. We go to schools and run classes for all year levels on bodies, growing up, puberty, sex, reproduction and relationships. This podcast is for parents and carers of school-aged children so we can share what goes on in a relationships and sexuality education class and help support these sorts of conversations at home. Today I'll be talking to FPV schools educator Sue. Consent has been in the media a lot lately. Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins are women who have come forward with their stories of sexual assault and abuse of power in our schools and in our parliament. Chanel Contos has collected testimonies of sexual abuse from thousands of secondary school students and amplified their calls for better, earlier, more comprehensive consent education in schools. This public discourse has left many parents and schools confused about what they're meant to say about consent. We've already made podcasts about consent, often focusing on the law. It's time to dive deeper. Sue and I talk through what consent education can sound like, what young people want to know, and how parents and carers can feel confident in these discussions. Okay. Okay, recording in progress. we're recording. It's in progress. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, thank you so Hello. much for talking to me about consent. You're welcome. Uh, the first thing I would like you to do is just quickly uh, tell us what consent means. Consent means the free agreement of your own free will or simply saying yes without pressure or force, being free to say no at any stage. So whatever sexy thing you're doing, you have to give consent and you have to get um, get consent from the other person. So both people have to have consent, which can be withdrawn at any stage. And so when we're, we've talked about this before in previous podcasts, but what does the law say about consent and specifically sexual consent? Well, sex without consent is a crime and should be reported to the police. It's really that basic. It's And that's for people of any orientation? Any age, any gender, any persuasion, any for everybody who's doing anything sexual with, any, with another person. Uh, and so what does the law say about ages? Anything under 12. No one can do anything sexual with an under, anyone under 12. Over six, 16 is the legal age of consent. Uh, and between 16 and 18, the person, the other person can't be in a position of power or authority over you. And between 12 and 15, there can be no more than 24 months difference between you. Please note that these laws are applicable to Victoria, Australia. Laws are different in other states and territories in Australia and internationally. So the law says really basic things about consent and agreement and ages and things like that. I think it's really helpful to point out as well that there's a lot the law doesn't say about yes. consent, especially when it comes to someone's values. And there might be things like um, 
your value might be to be married before yes. having a sexual experience. That doesn't say that in the law, but it's absolutely a legitimate value that someone absolutely. can uphold. And the law can't really put laws into place around values because they're different for everyone, mm. whereas sexual assault is sexual assault. And so when it comes to values, whilst they're vitally important for the individual, they can be so vastly different between people that you can't really legalise values. What does the curriculum say about consent? Uh, not much, actually. It's, it's quite limited as to what the curriculum says. And what it does say is very non-specific. Um, it does say things like naming the body parts. It doesn't particularly say which body parts. It does need to do more, and it is cha a changing space. Um, with the introduction of the Respectful Relationships Programme, I think it will change, but even that doesn't have a lot of consent in it. And as you said, it is set to change. The Australian curriculum will change in 2022 and yes. include a, more, a lot more about consent. And the supporting documents, like the Respectful Relationships, are just that. They're supporting documents, they're curriculum resources. But the word consent at the moment actually doesn't appear very much. So how can consent education be introduced in early primary school? Well, the early primary school is probably the, the age where people, teachers particularly, are most concerned about teaching it because how do you teach consent without talking about sex as such? Well, it's, for, for us, it's quite simple. It's really about body safety, body autonomy and protective behaviours. And that's simply things like using the correct language for body parts, particularly the private body parts, because we know that is a protective factor in itself by using the words like penis and vulva and vagina. By using the terms, they become less scary. And then it gives you the opportunity, once they know those words, it gives you the opportunity to talk about public and private. Um, public body parts, private body parts, public and private actions. And then it's also about the language that the teacher uses and practicing or modeling touching another student so if you're touching a student but you know they've fallen over can I just hold your hand and help you here it's is consent you don't have to use the word consent at that age if you don't feel it to be appropriate but you are in a way modeling it and using the correct language and so it, it really does introduce in a gentle way that body autonomy and safety so no one can touch me without my permission it's not really sexual consent at that age group but it's introducing the concept in a simpler way. And even though a teacher or a parent or carer might understand that that is leading towards a conversation about sexual consent, the child doesn't necessarily know that. Yeah. What they're hearing right. is my body is my own. I get to decide what happens to it and how I feel about different sorts of touch is really important. At what age could sex be explained and how is consent included in this discussion? Sex can be introduced right from the beginning in terms depending on the definition of sex if you're talking about the act you're not going to introduce it really until they ask or until they get to maybe grade three or four where you're talking about it in a simple way and I'll explain that a bit more but it can be introduced right from the when they're talking in terms of um, the relationships component of it or the body names of body parts all of that links into it so it's about being honest and open with any question they ask at a, a later age, at primary, at middle to upper primary, you are introducing the sperm and the egg, make a baby, and um, most of the time that's done through doing sexy things with another person. But you're also talking about those kind of behaviours or acts 
sexual things that you do with another person is for grown-ups. It's not for kids, it's for grown-ups. But you can't talk about how babies are made without talking about sex because they ask anyway. Even if you tried not to, the kids mm-hmm. are going to ask, and we know that they always do. So if you've got a, if you need a sperm to get to a, an egg, how does it get there? And there are obviously different ways. And they often ask, does that mean penis and vagina sex? Well, yes, it does. But it can also be done IVF or sperm donor. And so you talk about it in those ways at probably middle primary school, depending on the questions they ask. That only for adults and only if those adults agree or consent, that's a choice that they're making. And it's not always for, to make babies. Sometimes they do it because it's fun. And if you think that's not fun, if you think that's a bit yucky, then you don't ever have to do it. And we know some, some young people do feel that way and that's okay to affirm that they don't have to do anything because, again, that's consent teaching. Yeah, I think a lot of young people are really relieved to know but that they, they never have, have they never have to make that choice if they don't yes. want to. And anecdotally, we even get some children who, when we talk about it doesn't just have to be penis vagina sex, it can be IVF or egg donor, sperm donor. They often think, oh, that's how I'm going to have a baby. Then I don't ever have to have sex. <laughs> and that's, that's quite nice that they are that innocent at that age. Yeah. And we yeah. don't want to damage their innocence. We don't. That's as long right. as we're doing it in a way that affirms their own values and beliefs as they are at the moment. Yeah, that's right. We know as grown-ups that that opinion will probably change as they get older. Yes, and it's not for us to change it now. What sort of discussions would we expect secondary school students could have about sexual consent? When they get to secondary school, we know we need to be much more explicit in our language and our discussions around um, sexual consent because they're more likely to be exposed and aware of sexuality and sex itself. With consent, you are basically saying consent is required before any sexual behaviour happens with any other person. And you are saying it in those terms. And then you would do activities around it. You would have discussions around what that means, possibly how to ask for consent, how to get consent, how to listen to consent, both in words, in body language, in all the different realistic ways that we know we need to get consent and to give consent. And so it's being much more specific, especially not just what the sex, what consent is in terms of the law, but how to get it and how to recognize it. So we need to make sure that they understand what consent is in action, not just what it is in theory. And when we do talk about that, we talk about it words, yes, but it doesn't have to be long questions like okay can I please do this to you now you might say that but you might just put your arm around someone and say is this okay or they put their arm back around you words might not be needed in that situation so it's about making it real and making it realistic in terms of what actually happens in terms of receiving and giving consent Mm, it's really interesting I think Partly it's about defining what sexual activity can be and it can be kissing, it can be hugging, it can be holding hands, it can be watching pornography, it can be sending sexual pictures, it could be intercourse and consent needs to happen before any of that stuff happens. And when you ask young people in secondary school, well, how do you know if there's consent? They'll usually say, well, you just know. You just know, yeah, and you don't. And we know that that's not correct. That's right. Because often you don't. Otherwise, young people wouldn't get caught up in difficult situations where they 
oh, I didn't give consent or I didn't see consent. Because sometimes they are genuinely, they genuinely make mistakes. They genuinely think that they got consent and they didn't. However, that's the law won't accept that. So we do have to teach them what that is and what it looks like. Yeah, what it sounds like. Sounds uh, like, yeah. How they might experience that. How could a discussion about sexual consent be linked to a discussion about pleasure? When it comes to sex, sexual consent and pleasure, it's intertwined because without consent, someone's not having pleasure. Someone is doing things that they don't necessarily want to do because they haven't been asked. It is meant to be a positive thing. And so for it to be a positive thing, you have to have consent. You have to have both people feeling very comfortable about what they're doing, whether it be, as you said before, you know, sex can be a range of things. It can be kissing, cuddling, intercourse. It can be any of those things. And you have to have consent to all of them because there might be certain things that I would never do because they're yucky. But how does the other person know that? And if both people know that the other person wants to be there, that they've given consent, it's going to be a more enjoyable experience for both of those people. Yeah. And when we talk about it, we talk about enthusiastic consent. And that's exactly what that is. That enthusiastic consent is, I really want this. And so does the other person, because I don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to do that as much as I do. I want them to want to do it. And I want them to want to do it with me. And that's the pleasure part of it. Um, Two people coming together to do certain sexual things um, that they're both really into and both really want to with the other person. That's enthusiastic consent. And that's going to make it much more pleasurable for both people. And they're not going to walk away um, either being assaulted, worst case scenario, or feeling like, "Uh, you know, mm, that was all right. Because you've had the discussion. So you have and you've got consent. What sort of questions do secondary school students have? They have a lot of questions around contraception, how it works, where to get it, how much it is. But they also have questions about sex and alcohol. What if? And they have the what if law questions, which we can't always answer. We just have to come back to get consent. And consent can't happen if the other person's one one or both people are intoxicated with alcohol, drugs, whatever it is. They do have questions, the what if questions, or what if both of us are drunk, or what if this? And whilst we can't really answer that because it depends on the law and who's got the best lawyer sometimes, we do have to come back to try to avoid those situations. They also have questions about um, sexting laws, what it is, how it happens, but what if this and what if that? When they ask the questions about sexting or about being on social media, we have to make sure that we are being realistic and coming from a harm minimization approach to it as we have always done in other areas we also have to not put our judgment and values on it just on that so I, I know that young people when we talk about sexting they really don't want to get in trouble so they yes. want to know the laws and they want to know what's okay and what uh, really isn't okay and they what they might get in trouble for which yes. sort of leaves out that discussion around ethics and what do you feel comfortable with? Yes. What do you think the other person would feel comfortable with? Building that into the conversation as well. Yeah, as well as those values that we talked about earlier. Stick to your values because they're important to you. We have to make sure that they understand that if one person's values are totally not aligned with yours, where does that relationship go? What's the nature of that relationship then? Not to say that you have to break up, but it is something that you need to consider. It is something you need to discuss. 
yet again, that communication between you has to come up when it comes to any of this, but particularly consent. Uh, how much information should we give about sexual assault? I think when it comes to high school, you you're not going to give sexual consult stuff at primary unless they ask. The only thing you're doing at primary is talking about that body safety. No one can do anything to you without your consent, which is pretty much hinting at um, no sexual assault allowed. When mm. they get to high school, you're adding a bit more at each level. Very specifically, sexual assault occurs when there's no consent, number one. Sexual assault can be any form of anyone touching you in any sexual way that is not wanted. It depends how the person feels about it as well. Yes. So if they have an experience that they personally feel really offended by, affronted by or scared by, uh, we yep. would talk through those feelings being really valid uh, and opportunities for them to be able to report as well. We don't want to set young girls as being the gatekeepers or the victims, nor do we want to set up boys as being perpetrators. We don't want to focus on either of those two things because that's the negative, as you say. So we really want to focus on do the right thing, get consent, have a great sex life when the time comes. When we're talking about consent, we sometimes use the acronym FRIES. Would you like FRIES with your consent? Can you talk us through this? Well, the ac acronym F-R-I-E-S means freely given, reversible, informed, enthusiastic and specific. So freely given is simply you are not being intimidated, you're not being manipulated, you are not being pressured or coerced. It's free. I can say yes or no easily without fear without any repercussions reversible means i can say yes and we're both naked and we're both about to have sexual intercourse and then i suddenly oh you know what i thought i was ready now i'm not so it's reversible and when i talk about that with young people i talk about just remember though the other person might feel frustrated by that because they were ready they were really turned on by you and they were ready but they still need to behave respectfully it has to be informed which means you have to know, both people have to know exactly what you mean by what you're saying. So if you're asking to do a particular thing, particular sexual act, that's, let's say kissing, because it's a simple one to, without being graphic, you have to understand what kissing is. What do you mean by kissing? Do you mean with tongue? Do you mean on the cheek? What, what do you mean by that? So it has to be informed. You have to know exactly what you're talking about. Enthusiastic, we've sort of mentioned this before it's when you woohoo let's do this we're both into it we're both hey let's do it when I'm into you and you're into me and we're both into the doing that particular act and specific means it, you can't just say hey let's have sex and then anything's can happen still has to be what each thing is that you want to do so kissing cuddling all sex um, whatever it is you have to be very specific about what you're asking the other person to do and what the other person is saying yes or no to. Mm. So if one person uh, says yes to sex with a condom and then sex without a condom happens, then that's, they haven't given consent to that. That's Yeah, and that's against the law. Yeah, so that's why the communication aspect of all of this is vital. Yeah, absolutely. So communication and consent, they're really key themes of everything absolutely. we talk about at uh, Family Planning Victoria. I think they're present in every single session, whether the kids know about that or not, we are yes. definitely leading to a conversation about consent. Great. Is there anything else we want to tell parents and carers? I think just mainly 
just don't be afraid of talking about it. Don't be afraid of using the word consent because you can define it as consent without having sexual consent if they're really young. But when it comes to the older age groups, it's okay to say sexual consent. What does it mean? Don't be afraid to have those conversations with those young people. You will be keeping them safe. Even if it might be awkward for you to have the conversations, you are keeping them safe and being respectful of your young people. Great. That's a great note to finish on. Thank you so much, Sue. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks to Sue for that discussion. I'm just going to list a few key messages to remember when talking about consent with young people. Sex is meant to be a positive, pleasurable experience. Make sure young people know that they can always ask for help if they need it. Young people make mistakes. Knowing the law is a start, but everyone gets to decide for themselves the things that they need to make them feel safe during a sexual experience. Communication is key. If anyone isn't sure if there is consent during a sexual experience, they need to ask. Some resources to look up. Uh, you can read testimonies and sign the petition from Chanel Contos at Teach Us Consent. Have a look at the Educate to Empower publishing website for picture books on bodily autonomy. You can find the classic Consent is Like a Cup of Tea and other animated resources at Blue Seat Studios. A useful clip to use in secondary schools talking about consent is by at the Royals and Clementine Ford. It explains sexual consent. Yumi Steins has a book suitable for teenagers called Welcome to Consent. All FPV's educational resources are relevant to a conversation about consent. Go to fpv.org.au. You can follow FPV on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. You can contact me directly at doingit at fpv.org.au. Thanks so much for listening.